this morning, still looking at the beautiful thing that God is doing with us or God wants to do with us this year. Like I always say, every prophecy has your own input in it, right? It doesn't matter what God says he's going to do in your life. Anyone that gives you a prophecy that does not require your own input is a fake prophecy. Is that okay? Every prophecy has your own input into it, and that's why not all prophecy comes to pass. Because at times you might not understand your own part of that prophecy. Is that okay? So this year we believe that God is, has chosen to give us an amazing and a beautiful year. A year that is bigger and better than anyone that we've ever, any, any other year that we've ever experienced. So I have two questions for us this morning. What would you do differently if you realize that you cannot fail? Or that whatever it is that you set out to achieve, you will achieve them. If suddenly it dawns on you that you cannot fail, or whatever project that you choose to do, you're going to achieve it. What will you do differently? It's something that you should leave this place today to actually sit down and think about it. And let me assure you of something. The devil will do everything possible for you not to think about it after service. Number one, you will forget it. Number two, you'll be too busy to think about it. But you must set time aside to ask yourself that question. That what would I do differently if I realized that I cannot fail? Second question. What will you embark on if God tells you that you should embark on a project that will sustain your future? Are you with me? A project that will determine that, A, forever your livelihood is secured. What is it that you will embark on? What is it that you will embark on? More so that God now tells you that whatever project you embark on, you cannot fail. Those two questions, there are two questions I really, really want you to think about. Because our scripture for the year, Ephesians 3, verse 20, let us look at it this morning. This morning I'll be speaking about harnessing the creative power within you. The, the creative power, the creative ability that God has placed within you. About, I was speaking to Ross this morning about taking advantage of it. Taking advantage of it. Look at that scripture very well. He says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. That means God can do far more than anything that we can do. But there's a clause in it. There's a power that's at work in us. The word power there is the word dynamis. Right? I'm not saying this because it's, it is theologically correct. It's because I'm setting the context of my teaching this morning. The word translated power there is the word dynamis, and it relates to ability. Right? So each of these things I'm mentioning, put in that scripture, according to the ability that is in us. That means God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you can think or imagine according to the ability that's in you. Another meaning of that word is the word strength, according to the strength that is in you. Another meaning of that word, word is moral power and excellence of soul. But the bit that I like about that, this scripture, or the meaning of the word dynamis, is that 
It means the power and influence that comes from riches and wealth. Think about it this way. Somebody that is rich always comes with power and influence. What that scripture is saying is, you might not be rich, you might not have money, but there is a power and influence that is in you that is the same thing, that, that is the same as the one that is rich as. That's why at times people will look at you and wonder that you are so rich when you don't even have a pen in your hand. It is because that power is at work in you. So the influence someone that is rich as, you have it within you. It's working in you. I was asking somebody during the week, without mentioning names, I said, what is it that you would do if suddenly you can become very, very wealthy? And the person was like, oh, I'll build more houses. You're already wealthy. What will you use the wealth for? Right? What will you use that influence that you're going for? Right? This is the same problem that people that win lotteries also endanger. Because they become so rich, suddenly they don't know what to use it for. Are you with me, church? It also means the power and resources that arises from numbers. Look at it this way. Our church might just be this number every Sunday, but there's a power at work in us that we can do much more than a church that is 5,000 seated. If that's what the Bible is saying, that God is not really worried about the number, but the power that's in you will get the same result as the one that's got the numbers. God might not give you the money, but the power that's working in you will get the same result as the person doing the, that has the money. That's what dynamis is. It says it, it, is, it is the power consisting in and resting on armies or forces or hosts. Right? That means you can actually accomplish, ask Elijah, you can actually accomplish in you what the army of a nation can accomplish. This is the power that God is saying is working in us. So let us look at that scripture again. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly, above all we can ask or think, according to this power. So this power is resident in us. This influence is resident in us. This ability is resident in us. This, 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 this strength is resident in us. This moral excellence is already resident in us. And I pray that this year we shall fulfill in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So one of such ability is the ability for man to create. For man to create. It's one of the most beautiful abilities that God gave to man to make man like him. Even the devil does not have the ability to create. That's the limitation of the devil. All the devil can do is to manipulate man to create for his own use. But the devil cannot create. He does not have the ability to create. It's only man that was given that ability. Angels don't create. The devil is only a fallen angel. So this power is in you. Now, I have another question. Genesis chapter 1 makes us realize that God created the heavens and the earth. How many days? 
Sorry? Six days. I rested on the seventh day. On the sixth day, everything was done, completed. Listen, everything that God will ever create, he has already created. Right? Anything else that God wants to create, he needs you to create it. That is why this power dwells in us. If you don't understand that, we will live as mere men. This, all this power, this dunamis, the reason why it dwells in us is because God has finished creation. That is why everything that has been created since then is only a manipulation of what already exists. The only set of people who can now create is you and I. And we'll see very soon. When you look at creativity from a natural standpoint, from the natural man's standpoint, someone who is not born again, what they do is that they follow systematic approaches. They follow um, principles of turning what already is and what already is, my words are chosen carefully, what already exists, they manipulate it to become what they want it to be. So Steve Jobs picked um, a phone one day and thought, oh, I can make this thing simpler and became iPhone. Right? So it is what already exists that has been manipulated to become something new. Now you and I, we have something completely different that a lot of people do not understand. It's called revelation. That God can open our eyes to see what does not really exist yet. Right? But it's possible. But they don't know. That's why there are four words that are always used interchangeably. And we must understand it. Number one is knowledge. And you're going to see all these four words play out in the scriptures at different points. Knowledge. Knowledge is being aware of what's already existence. Something that's already in existence, that's knowledge. And you must know. Church, you must know. What makes you better than the next person is the knowledge of the subject matter that you have. What is going to make you better than the next person at work is how much you know about the things that you are doing. How much you know. You must know that the next person. Bible makes us realize that we should, uh, God should, should, should make us to, to be more knowledgeable than our teachers. So it's in the interest of God that you actually know. God wants us to know. Tell your neighbor you must know. You must read. Tell your neighbor you must read. You know, one of the ways that we, we are cheated the most is when you don't know the policies at work. That's the reality of it. Listen, hey, there was no policy that I didn't know at work. I read everything because I'm always looking at how I'm going to take advantage of the system. It's already written, so come on. It's a, it makes you wise. Revelation is, on the other side, it's also knowledge. But it is you being aware of what is not already in existence, but is possible. So knowledge, non-man knowledge, is already what is in existence. Revelation is somebody sitting down and suddenly realizing that, oh, actually, this world might be bigger than what we see. Let us try to go further. Revelation is that thing that occurs to you that suddenly it's like a candle that is taken to light another one. There's suddenly just, there's an illumination. Oh, 
That's revelation. It does not exist. You can't put fact to it because knowledge is based on facts, right? You can't put fact to it, but suddenly it becomes alive. Another word that is used interchangeably is wisdom. Wisdom. So, awareness is either by knowledge or revelation, right? Wisdom is knowing how to best use what you become aware of, right? So, the fact that you have read the whole of the Bible and you don't know how to use it still makes you a fool. You might cram the whole Bible if you do not know how to apply it to your needs, you're still foolish. Are you with me, church? The same way, somebody who is an unbeliever, and we get them a lot, who does not know anything about Jesus Christ, we take the Bible, right, and apply the same thing, principles in the Bible, and be getting the results that you are meant to be getting. They are wise. Right? Knowledge being applied rightly, whether by revelation, the knowledge came by revelation, or it came by reading, the application of it to be effective and efficient for you is wisdom. Right? Hence, why there is godly wisdom. When God gives you the grace to be able to apply the revelation that you have. Are you with me? There are people that God will reveal to them how to be successful, right? But they mess you up. There are people that God revealed to them when they were getting married, this is your wife. In fact, this, it was direct revelation. But guess what? They are divorced. It does not mean that God did not reveal to them. It is because they did not apply godly wisdom with their revelation. However, there's a fourth thing that is very crucial. And that's why Proverbs, this is realized that in all your gettings, get wisdom. No, say wisdom is the principal thing. But with all you're getting, get understanding. Because understanding is bigger than wisdom. Understanding is how you can make that thing that you know. Or what God has given to you, how you can, how it fits into the whole of everyone's agenda. In my note, I said it's being able to discern how very components of knowledge behave exist or can interact for its most effective use. In short, you can never ever create anything without understanding. Are you with me? You can never ever create anything without understanding. See, some of us are amazing, amazing, amazing computer users, right? You can use it effectively. Does not mean you can create a computer. Are you with me in church? So the fact that you can use something effectively does not mean that you have understanding of it. You being able to have understanding of something is what is going to make you to understand how to make it to the next level. That's why nobody can see your idea. Because they don't understand the foundation of that idea. They can see what you are doing. They can see what they are aware of. But they can never innovate it. They can't. Unnessing the power to create that's within you. Job chapter 32. 
verse 8 to 9. Job 32, verse 8 to 9. Now look at what the Bible says. But there's a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty give them understanding. Give me verse 9. It says, great men are not always wise. Neither do aged, the aged understand judgment. See, because it's not wisdom that makes somebody great. It's understanding that makes people great. See, Job's a very, very wise person. See, Job's, is he a very wise person? We can't say. But he understood this thing. That was why when it appears that it was pushed down sometime back, it still rose up. Some, hey, his idea was rejected several times, but because he understood what he was talking about, over time it will always survive. Daniel chapter 1, verse 17. Daniel chapter 1, verse 17. Understanding stood Daniel out, out of everyone. Look at it. It says, as for these four children, God gave them knowledge, skill in all learning and wisdom. Amazing. All of them are that. That's why all of them stood out. But concerning Daniel, look how it says, and Daniel understood revelations. Revelation puts you at an advantage over everybody else. Having an understanding of those revelations, guess what, church? You can create what does not, what was not, what is not existing. You can be, you can make a move, and it is after you've made that move that it becomes, oh, that's what we should be doing now. Let me shock you. There are so many things that the devil also saw when he was in heaven. Are you with me? There were so many things that the devil also saw when he was in heaven. So when all these people go to him to go, it gives them a picture of the things that is in heaven. They to have revelation. Don't think that it's us that's only meant to have revelations. But we don't pay attention to the revelations that God is giving to us. At times those revelations look stupid. At times because they don't exist. Give me Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 again. Look at this. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Look at that scripture. It says, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think. Did you see that? Did you see that in that scripture? That means what God wants to do with you has not existed before. That's what it means. It's not an existing. So if you are still looking at what somebody has done or what God is doing for Dage, you have missed it. What God wants to do with us, with you, is unique to you. And the only way you can capture that is by God revealing it to you. Because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It has not entered into the heart of man what God has in store for you. That's what the Bible says. If eyes have not seen it, Yes, I've not heard it. It has not even entered to that of man. What God asked for you, then it does not exist. It's been a while in this generation. It's been a while. I, can't, I can count the number of inventions, and I mean inventions. I don't mean innovations. Inventions. I can count the number of inventions that's taking place. I mean tangible inventions. You know why that is, I think, guess? Not proven, but I guess so. Maybe by revelation too. Right? Because when you look at the old times, most of those inventions were made by Christians. Most of them were Christians. 
most of these laws, new thing, all these people, they were Christians. Maybe we, that were meant to be coming up with new inventions, new revelations. Guess what? We are sleeping. It is us that God gives inspiration to. Job 32 that we read. There's a spirit that's in you, but the inspiration of the Almighty lights it up like a candle. Something that just like, oh, listen. If you can conceive anything with this wood, it can be. It can, that's the power that you and I carry, right? If suddenly you can realize that, you know what? I can make a house out of this wood. There's nothing man can conceive that it cannot be. The greatest limitation that you have is your own conception itself. So, getting understanding. You get it by the Holy Spirit or through impartation. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. I'm going to move at the speed of light. It says, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yet the deep things of God. You can allow the Holy Spirit to reveal things to you, church. And this is the area that you and I need to start operating in. Don't just do business based on market research. Why not be like Windows, Bill Gates, who also is a Christian, who suddenly, while everybody was still doing command line interfaces, woke up one day, before you knew it, changed direction. Why not think about that? That God, what is it that you, God inspired me on something that would change the whole course of history? Completely. Then, what was raining? MS-DOS. Most of us might not even know it. QBasic. You write all the program line by line. Suddenly, everything changed to graphical user interface. That is what we're talking about. Think about it back then. Most of our phones were like, hey, I had Nokia 310, amazing phone. You know, I was the big man in town. Suddenly, everything changed. Why can't we also? Why can't God illuminate us? Rather than following path, why can't God illuminate us to becoming who generations will refer to? All we need to do is yield more to the Holy Spirit and say, God, please give me an idea that rules the world. Not just by prayers alone, not just by speaking alone, it's by intentionally actually meaning it and yielding to the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul made that prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, which is going to be our prayer point later. That God should open our heart of our eyes of understanding. Because Paul understood that except God opens our eyes, we cannot actually walk in the fullness of who God has called us to be. Psalm 109, verse 104. Psalm 109, verse 104. How can you gain understanding? It says, through your precepts, I get understanding. It's straight. The question is, what does precept really mean? I have to check the dictionary myself. It's a general rule intended to regulate behavior or thoughts. Right? By working in accordance with the precepts of God, God gives you understanding into things why it is. Now, while I was praying this message, God gave me something that I'm like, wow, wow. He says, there's a principle of 10%, 10% of your intended community. He says, for everything that 
years, every revelation that it gives to you, every ability that it gives to you, there's 10% of your community that needs you. Are you with me? 10% of your community that needs you. So in this challenge room that we are 60 here this morning, and you're doing a business, not Kunle, but let's assume that Kunle's business is keyboard. And his market, the community that Kunle has focused on is this church. It's only six people that will, that will patronize his business. Are you with me? It does not matter the ministry that you have. If it's only this church that you are looking at, it's only six or 10% of it. If you decide today that, oh, my community, and it's not just in the mind, just say my community is Canary Wharf. No, no, you're actively working to ensure that that's your community. You get 10% of Canary Wharf. Are you with me? You actively pursue England, you get 10% of England. But if I were you, I would start thinking globally. Because that's when we start making an impact. How come the skill that you have, all that matters to you is just the job that you are doing, when 10% of the world can have it? Why can't the world be a global village for you? Why are you restricted to just looking for jobs in England? The people that mix it in life, they are not restricted by geographical locations. So why you, hey, come on, if I want to deceive you, I'll tell you that, oh, stay in England so that I can come to church and give you a job. It doesn't matter where you go, you're still a member of this church. God bless Steffi for coming in today. Are, are you with me in church? You need to start thinking. See, when God gave me that, I started thinking, oh, Lord, my God, I should change myself. The things that God has given to you, honestly, 10% of each of your community needs it. It doesn't matter how stupid that gift is. If you want to know, just ask the person that did baby. Is that a smart song? Is it not reaching out to 10%? More than 10% indeed. And that is why we cannot do anything as a church. You know, at times when, we, when we're doing things, we just advertise it amongst ourselves. Oh, we've done well. No, not kind of, no. See, recording now cannot just be we recording for ourselves. No, it has to be global. Because our church is not a church of Canary Wharf only. Everything that we need, 10% needs it. Scripture says the whole earth is awaiting your manifestation. Why is you changing people? Know that God keeps creating a new version of you because you are not moving. So God has to create a new version of you. May that person also get born again. Come to church, can play drums. Right? Because at least one day, both of you can fight on the drum and you can allow him to play the drums so that he can reach out to the global community that you are not reaching out to. Everything that God has given to us has to be in that wise. And you must train your mind to conceive. See, God can give you an idea. Right, church? God can give you a revelation into something and you might not comprehend it. You know that. God can give an idea into something and it's just too big for you. If it's a lie, ask Abraham, who was a nobody, and God said, I'm going to make you father of nations. The guy could not comprehend it. So that's why for a while, nothing happened. The guy was just going from one place to another. He said, I should come out. Okay, I've come out. All right, go to this place. Oh, my wife is not my wife. He's another person. And God had to train his mind, taking him somewhere, reconfigure his mind. 
You need to train your mind to start accepting the things that God wants you to do. Because if you cannot accept it, you can never be it. You might wish it, but you're not going to be it. You must be able to accept the fact that God is able to do immeasurably bigger than what you can think or imagine. You must be able to accept the fact that it does not have to exist. Joyce Player put it rightly, battlefield of the mind. Every battle you're going to win or lose is in your mind. Every interview you lost, it was already in your mind. Have you not thought about it, that the one that you felt so confident? In fact, those jobs that you went for that you thought, I don't really need it, there's the one that you're always getting. Because when you approach it, you have confidence that you don't need me, or rather that you don't need them. Have you not noticed that when you're in a job, it's easy for you to get another one? Because you have confidence. Because you can comprehend it. There are sometimes that you see salaries, you know that you can, and you look at it, ah, that money, even though I can do everything, that money is not for me. Who said? And one of the challenges that I had, one of the challenges that God gave to me, you know, preparing this message, is Great Life Connection itself. It's brought us to Gardner for a purpose. He said we can make whatever we want out of this place. We should not be scared of anything around there. We should not be scared of the height of the building. We should not be scared of the people. This is a place that God has given to you and I. Make houses in it and dwell therein. So when God was giving us words last year that we should build houses and live in it, we should build streets and live therein. Listen, it's not talking fables, it's talking to us. It's talking to us. But guess what all of us have done? Hey, God, is this little money that I have? Quickly, we're running out to chapter one to go and live. <laughs> reverse. Tell everybody, reverse. Yeah. You will own in this island too. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. You will build in this island. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. You know, somebody cannot say amen because they cannot comprehend it. It is not down to you. It's the fact that you are able to create from this island whatever it is that you want from it. That's the island that God has given to us, to Great Light Connections. We are the light to this place. We are meant to influence things. And that's why, by God's grace, I'm going to be meeting very soon with anyone whose postcode is E14. We must have our own strategy of taking over this place. We must get involved in everything in this place. Because that is when we are showing to God that we can comprehend what God is doing. Suddenly, come on, think about it. We are ah, building, ah, they build that building behind us. We could need to come to these people and say, ah, I hope they're not demolishing this one very soon. If they're going to demolish, we're going to buy it. In the name of Jesus. And that's the mindset we need to have. It's not just about talking. It's about, A, being able to accept the things that God wants to do with you. You are nothing like what God wants to do. Because I can see you. And if that scripture says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly what I can ever think or imagine, or eyes I've not seen, ears I've not heard, since I can see you, you are not that person yet. You are bigger and better than what you are today. You are bigger, the job that you are doing today, you are bigger and better than it. It doesn't matter how much you're earning, you are far bigger and better than that. If only you can comprehend it. You're earning 150,000. Come on. If you don't take time, somebody's going to meet you there and leave you there. 
you're earning 50k, you're happy, you cannot be happy yet. We thank God, God has blessed us, but no, 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 no. The future is great. As long as you are faithful in the little, remember the precepts. As long as you are faithful in the little, you can desire more. You can aim for more. Try to comprehend it. You know, there are times that you just need to be searching through job sites and just be using other people's income to motivate yourself. These people that's earning 200,000 a week. But you know people earn 200,000 a week. I hope you know that footballers. They just go to play football. Meanwhile, you go to play the same football you are sweating. <laughs> Amen. Church, there's a power in us for you to create your own world. The illumination of the Holy Spirit, or as Job puts it, the Almighty wants to illuminate you to have the revelation of what you use that power for. That's why Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, put it on the board for me, to 19. It says that the Lord, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Look at verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Church, I want you to cry unto God this morning. That Lord, open my eyes indeed. Open my eyes. When God opens your eyes, you don't see your weaknesses anymore. You don't see what you are. You see who and what God wants to do. That God this morning, open my eyes of understanding. Let me understand what you want to do with me. Go ahead and talk to God this morning. Go ahead and talk to God this morning. Please, open your mouth and pray this morning. And if you are not born again, God cannot open your eyes, I'm sorry to say. If you are not born again, God cannot open your eyes. I want everybody to close their eyes and ask God that God open my spiritual eyes, not your physical eyes. And if you are not born again, just raise up your hand and say, God, please forgive me all my sins. Have mercy on me. Jesus died for me. I accept me today as my Lord and Savior. You're not born again. Go ahead and make that prayer this morning. And after you have done that, that's where you can now pray that God open my eyes of understanding. Go ahead and talk to God this morning. Go ahead and talk to God. That Father, I don't want to see the little me again. I want to see the big you. I don't want to see my ambition anymore. I want to see your purpose. That God open my eyes, open my eyes, open my eyes, open my eyes. Let me see the way you see. Let me see what you see about me. Let me see myself. Let me see my purpose. Let me see my future in your eyes. Go ahead and talk to God this morning. Your physical eyes is limiting. Your physical air is limiting. That Lord, I don't want to be limited by my senses anymore. But Lord, I want you to illuminate me. Illuminate me in your, my spirit. Talk to God this morning. Please, I expect you to talk to God this morning. Please. It's not, it's not something ordinary. It's not something ordinary. Except you have written yourself off. Except you don't think that God can do anything special with you anymore. If you think that God can do something amazing with you. See, pray this prayer as if your destiny they, they depends on it. Because it does. That Father, please, let me see myself the way. Open my eyes of understanding. 
Open my eyes of understanding. Open my eyes of understanding. Help me to understand the power at work in me today. Help me to understand what you want from me. Talk to God, whichever way, talk to God. Talk to God this morning. Talk to God this morning. Talk to God. Talk to God like never before. Talk to God like never before.